Welcome into From the Nosebleeds. We back, baby. And the city of Philadelphia is on fire with their sports teams, baby. Uh, let me tell you, what a time to be a Philly sports fan with all four of the major sports uh, in play right now, of course, right? Well, I mean, the best right? part was that the Phillies won the World Series. Yeah, the Phillies have won the World Series finally, finally. First Finally. time since 08. Johan Rojas with the walk-off in Game 7 <laughs> off of Scherzer. That was just fucking phenomenal. Oh, no, you're thinking of the wrong series. Oh. We beat that? the Braves in the World Series. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That was our World Series. But uh, Vince is here uh, via satellite. Vince, can you hear me? Hey, uh, I just want to start the show off real quick by say, apologizing to the people for the lack of continuity these last couple, maybe this last couple months. It's mostly my fault because I started a new job. And it I'm is all your this. fault. I've been trying to figure the schedule out, and you know, it kind of led to us not being able to do things. I so think it feels bad, like though. I haven't been on this podcast in like months. But uh, A lot of the back. Phillies, the Phillies fucked it up too because well, well, a lot yeah, of their games were Wednesdays. Well, by the way, Vince, your, your apologies are accepted, and uh, we are back. And I don't we are, accept we are a, We are a powerhouse is what we are. Thanks, Pat. We are a powerhouse. So, Vince, sit your via satellite, and I'm in my, like, Anderson Cooper mode. Um, uh, Hamas? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I know. I just wanted to pretend to be a CNN anchor for a second. Because whenever Vince is via satellite, I feel like you I'm a CNN anchor. That, you just love that phrase. It's the radio slash news junkie in me. That's what it is. And and well, he also saying loves saying on the drive-in. Yeah, on the drive-in is great, and behind the glass. Behind yeah. the glass. Even well, though Ty's not even behind the goddamn... We need to get some goddamn glass in I here, mean, man. Go ahead, get I, some. I, I feel like... I'm going to get a Lowe's real quick. <laughs> I feel like what we have to start with here, like, and just kind of get it out of the way, because it's old news at this point, but we haven't done a podcast since the Phillies, like, made the playoffs, really. Well, so, I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. I mean, we but were like, we were rocking and rolling. What I meant to say was, since the the World Series began. Right. So, well, you missed the Osama bin Laden podcast. Not the, 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 the World Series. Yeah, it was pretty um, fun. The Obama bin Laden yes. podcast. Yeah, that was really fun. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. Well, I mean, Vince, we will always have the Braves National League Division Series championship. Yep. And yeah, o- don't get rings for that. O'Leary and I have already determined that that is going to be our World Series. Mm-hmm. No parade, but you know. I mean, at least no, it's no, we cool already had a parade. That we, at least it's cool to know <laughs> that we just flat out own the Braves. But um, I don't know, man. That Diamondback series to like. Just sum it up quickly, just sucked, and it was a disappointment pretty much. Well, absolutely. And the the greatest thing about that Diamondback series is um, you see how horrendously they're playing in the World Series, and you're like, holy shit, we really lost to that team. Well, yeah. we would have. I think I think every, what everybody was saying was true, is that either team probably gets rocked by the Rangers. I disagree with that. I think the <laughs> Phillies would have easily beaten the Rangers. Uh, really? So like yeah. the Philly but the, the thing with the I Phillies really is and, I, and it ultimately led to their downfall. And listen, I don't mean to throw anyone under the bus out there that isn't like a diehard Phillies fan. I get it. Not everyone has time. Not no, not everyone cares. But like these are the things that happened at the end of last season too in the World Series where you get to the playoffs and it's red October and the Phillies are mashing home runs and they get hot and they're electric and the whole city comes in People that normally don't care, and they're like, oh my god, this is so fun. The Phillies never lose because they're playing so good at that time. And, and then, then they lose. Last year was in the World Series. This year it was in this series, in games six and seven specifically, where the Phillies that were playing baseball for most of the season come back. And it's like, this is the Phillies that we know. Like, in the World Series, we watched the Phil- – up until then, we watched the Phillies dominate, and everyone in Philadelphia was like, holy shit, the Phillies are great. 
And then we got to games four, five, and six of the World Series, and it was like, hey, this is the team that we watched play most of the season. This is them, not the team that we've been watching the last two weeks. This is it. I and that's think, how I kind of that's how I felt this season. I do think that games four, five, and six of last year, so game four really demonstrated how insane we can be because that was when we had the seven homers. I game thought that was five, game three. Or game three, yeah. No, we, game four yeah, was the right. no-hitter. We, yeah, we yeah. did have... We, I'm I'm think, thinking, I was just thinking all the home games. To be fair to that one, yeah. I think we picked up signs from... Uh, What's his name that was on the mound? Uh, Lance McCullers. But whatever. Uh, I mean, they still hit like, some homers. So what I was going to say was we the Philadelphia Phillies, I'm pretty sure, left – or they led the league in runners left in scoring position. And it just it, – that was eventually what came to be our demise in the end. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, bats it's went very, cold at the wrong time is pretty much yeah, what happened. It's very fun to watch the Phillies mash a million solo home runs. And it's it's awesome, but it's not consistent offense, and that's eventually what fucked the Phillies over. Because unless they were mashing solo homers, guys were not getting on base, guys were not stringing together hits, and if guys were getting on base, they were usually getting stranded. Well, I don't know if you were able to watch. I I, yeah, your point's well taken. I don't know if you were able to watch Dave Dombrowski's end of the season uh, press conference. I don't think I saw it though. But uh, he mentioned specifically the chase rate was up significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Arizona specifically also came out and said that they were going to target them because they're so aggressive. Like yeah. majority of our hitters are going to swing at shit out of the zone and they just they're have, looking for their own pitch. They just have to get better. <clears throat> Castellanos is what he is. He's a free swinger. That's what he is. I know mm-hmm. he was Barry Bonds in the NLDS, which was nice, but I mean, was it really worth it when it came down to, you know, the NLCS, he just totally reverted back to 2022 Casty, uh, which chase against rate, an inferior team against an inferior team. Yeah, Trey, I mean, Trey Turner, has- I overall with his offense. I mean, I know he hit a couple like home runs down the stretch ended up with 30 I guess or almost but I mean his at bats even when he was going well were horrendous I mean he's swinging out of his shoes you saw that in the NLCS first fucking pitch for no reason Uh, I couldn't tell the difference between Trey Turner in the NLCS and uh, Johan Rojas and and that's pretty bad his defense and his constant errors were horrendous that's looking like like it has the potential to be an albatross of a contract that the story of this this uh postseason like the reason we lost should be that all of the stars came up short no, Bryce Har- including Bryce Harper by the way inclu- very much including Bryce because he's the guy we rely on the most and, and I don't I, I don't get like the real quick like I don't I don't buy the whole fact oh Bryce is a franchise he got us there well you know what you gotta a, keep us there. a player like Bryce Harper is the man he knows he's the man he's the franchise he's the GM you also heard that in uh, Dave's uh, press conference. Oh, yeah, we're going to consult with Bryce about where he wants to play, and then we'll make our roster's decision pretty much based on what Bryce Harper has to say. All right, it's gotta be Bryce. It's got to be Bryce at first. My God, it has uh, to be. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. But right. I, I don't think Bryce Harper, just because he's a future Hall of Famer, potentially, and just because he's a great player, that doesn't mean he's above the criticism here. Like, I think he deserves criticism for his Yo, performance should- in the NLCS. Bryce Harper should almost be getting more criticism than anybody else because of the expectations we have for him. And and but once again, who shows who shows up for us when when it when it matters, especially offensively? Fucking, Kyle Schwarber. Dude, Kyle Schwarber. I, I'm well, sorry, yeah. I, this guy he's a fucking winner. But even even him, they Castellanos, Turner, Harper, and Schwarber combined for like one hit in the last five games of the series. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they all went to sleep in the they, last five games. Right. So I'm saying Kyle Schwarber is in that situation where he also 
came up short and did nothing for us. I mean, uh, he did have it, five or six home runs just in the NLCS alone. I, I mean, and I I completely understand that, and I'm not disagreeing with you, and I'm not saying that all these guys contributed nothing, but I'm saying when it mattered the most, these guys all did nothing. The one hit that I'm accounting for in that group, of people was a Schwarber double in Game Six or Seven. I don't remember. But aside from that, they all had nothing. And that's what we were talking about last year in Game Five of the World Series, uh, the the M- Chaz McCormick catch. Yeah. Who hits the home run when they're down and and mm-hmm. tries to spark a fucking rally right down the right field line? Schwarber. I mean, this yeah. guy like does not die. Like the he's- only the only thing too is I don't want to put all of the blame on Bryce just because. Yeah. Obviously, no, no lineup adjustments were made when boom, pretty much the entire uh, series was. We'll a get into that. We'll, we'll talk about Topper in a minute. But no, no, no I know. But I, I just want to say like. I don't think you have to necessarily give Bryce as much criticism as a lot of people want to. Sure. Just because, obviously, where he was in the lineup, they would pitch around him like crazy. Like, you saw it in Game 7. They literally walked him and and uh, Schwarber so they could get Trey and Boom. Yeah, those guys weren't getting anything to hit. Yeah. So and like, that's, that's roster construction right well, there. Well, funny mm-hmm. enough, in, lineup games, construction. Yeah. in Game 6 and 7, the people that were, quote-unquote, carrying the offense were the, was the daycare. Yeah. Marsh, Boom, and Stott well, I mean, the only ones you hitting. Know, I don't know about Boom, but, you know, no, listen, listen, He I'm was not, a really only I, again, in Game Sheamus, 7. He was horrendous. I, right. So what I'm the trying entire to say, playoffs. But, but what I'm trying to say with that is, yes, Bohm was horrendous for 98%. Horrendous. But at least when it mattered down the stretch of the series in Game 6 and 7, like I, or at least mostly Game 7, but at least he was getting on base at that point. Can't say the same for the other guys. And I know that you're going to say, oh, well, they got us there. But, like, Bryce Harp, like, again. And to be fair, uh, though, the, the whole, not to harp on Alec Bohm being trash, which he was, uh, not to harp on that, but, I mean, they're not necessarily trying to, you know, be fancy with their pitches to Alec Bohm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, no. he he was probably getting, uh, you know, uh, Craig Kimbrell pitches to hit. I was just about right. to say, I think you guys are missing a big thing, and that was Craig oh, yeah. Kimbrell completely well, blowing. Yeah, and right, I think let's at talk that about point, and, and that was games what three and four. Three I mean, four. like he he first of all he goes to Ryan Kirkering in in that situation, which is yeah, totally was, insane. I mean, that was insane, completely now, insane. Oh, Ryan Kirkering up until the point of that first uh, time he melted down in the NLCS had been good. Like, yeah, I feel like, but dude, that's so, like giving Montrez Harrell uh, NBA Finals minutes. And also, uh, you don't never, do it. He had never once in his career pitched on back to back. Never once in his entire. So career. you do it in like the biggest game of his life. Like, that's why dude, I, Topper's too loyal to these guys. I dude. personally think that the the Orion Kirkering thing is a little further down the list of bad things Topper did. I'm not saying it was a good. Thing, I think it's right up there. Am I? It yeah, was way worse. Like, he couldn't like, get anyone out. First I mean, of all, pitching Kimbrel at all let alone the game after he blew one of the games is crazy. Like Seamus, you just made a great point that uh, Topper's too loyal to these guys. Way too loyal. I very much harped on this point last year. I don't remember who agreed, who disagreed, whatever. But Jose Alvarado in the World Series had been horrible for that whole series. And even towards the end of the NLCS last year, he was not good. He was clearly winding down. Topper would not go away from him and kept pitching him despite the clear signs of him slowing down. And I said that that was a mistake and he's too loyal and you have to switch things up. seems like he did the same thing here with Kimbrell up until the point where it was too late. And also on the same note, like how many times did we say everybody in this fucking city say, uh, you got to try pinch hitting for Rojas, like put Pache out there. Oh my God. Uh, And then Topper, Topper has the nerve to not do that the whole series and let Rojas be an offensive black hole and then 
first of all, in game seven, there's a possession, uh, you're up to bat, and Johan Rojas bats with the bases loaded, obviously gets out. And then the next time Rojas comes around in the lineup, then he's finally like, first of all, it's like the sixth or seventh inning. There's the last game out seven. of the game. Yeah, it's then uh, he's finally like, all right, let's mm. pinch it for Pache now. It's like, dude, it's too fucking late. Well, first, of all, I don't like. I know he's got a lot of stands, but I don't like Christian Pache at all. I mean, so to be I honest don't with like you, Pache, but like I don't also. It, I also Shane, don't is, like Johan Rojas. Is Pache at that point? At that point, you know Rojas is offensively a, a disaster. Yeah, you have to try something else. And Pache, first of all, the the defense of oh well, Rojas's defense is invaluable. The drop off between Rojas's defense and Pache's defense is is not far enough. To constitute being like, all right, well, let's just keep running Rojas out there. I agree. Knowing I, he's an automatic I completely out. agree with that. But um, let's going back to like, oh, well, what else are you going to do in that situation? Let's go back to Dave Dombrowski staying pat pretty much at the uh, at the at the trade deadline. I mean, you don't go out there and grab. And I know everybody hates him, but he was available. You don't go out there and you grab a Tommy Pham. You don't go out there and you grab somebody else for the fucking bench. And no, he goes out there and he grabs Rodolfo Castro, who. As soon as the playoffs started, was sent down to uh, fucking Clearwater. I mean, dude, dude like, these are the things. Of the, speaking of the trade deadline, Michael Lorenzen was a disaster yeah. acquisition as well. I mean, let's be I, honest, the no hitter was cute. I forget what game it was in this postseason in the NLCS that our starter came out very early and went to Hoffman in like the third. I forget what game that was. Yeah, that was but the Chris like, Sanchez game. Yeah. At what when point, he forgot how many outs there were, by the way. At, yeah. at what, like, if you're gonna have Michael Lorenzen on the fucking roster. Is there a better situation to throw him in there than that situation? I think right there or Taiwan Walker. I mean, like, dude, like, Walker, like, yeah. like, like, why are these guys even on the roster? Like, Hoffman, in the playoffs, first of Hoffman, all. Hoffman was one of your best relievers in this series, and you're going to him in the third. No, I know. Dude, I, I don't understand it because, like, that's analytically driven because... And I knew it. I knew it was analytics. Period. When Brian Kenny literally went on MLB Network the night, the next day, and and he's Mister Analytics, and said that was a masterful job by Rob Thompson putting putting what's his name in that's Hoffman in that situation because he's trying to win each inning and then worry about the later innings later. It's like, well, that sounds stupid to me. And yeah, ultimately, you, it came back to bite there, them. I mean, like, right. like this is the these are the things. Like Rob Thompson's to blame for that for that NLCS choke job because that's what it was. It was a choke job, and credit and credit to Michael Barkham for going on the post game show after Game Seven and say it was a choke job. Oh, it's a choke job. He was I mean, actually dude, correct. This was another thing that I I felt going into this series. Um, and listen, this is going to come out like I'm being a hater of my own city or I'm being a hater of what I'm about to come. How like, dare you hate Philadelphia? This is a People talked about Citizens Bank Park like it was impossible for the Phillies to lose a game there. It was. Like, like oh, let's not even worry about the games at home because there's no way the Phillies lose at the fucking bank, bro. It's like, dude, we saw them lose games at home in the World Series last postseason. Yeah, no, it it's, certainly did. Get, the bank is a fantastic uh, home field advantage. When the rich people don't invade, yes, right. I agree. Well, but like to act like we can't lose there was no. It's stupid. Weird. I mean, you saw, and, like you said, you saw last season. And also, I'm not going to blame the fans for this because the team didn't give them a reason. But when the Phillies are kind of like stagnant on offense or they get down early, that crowd gets fucking tight, man. I, I think the, I think the crowd for Game Six and Seven was absolutely horrendous. I think they were a joke to begin I, with. I thought the Game Seven crowd was great. So absolutely. they didn't have did. that quote unquote, you know, sixth man or whatever. They they didn't in Game Six or Seven. I mean, they they really didn't. I think, my, my I, thought, I think there's I thought one Game person. Seven's crowd was good. I think there's one person that you guys are missing in terms of placing blame on. 
What's that? That's Garrett Stubbs. Oh, let's Why jump in the pool. The let's Why jump in the pool. I think when he said that, that was all she wrote. That dude. was the fuel that the Diamondbacks needed. I agree. Dude, like, dude, it would be one thing if the Orlando Arcia thing didn't just happen, but it just happened. And Garrett also, Stubbs, you know what? He fucking asked for that. And the Phillies ultimate paid for it. Good job, Ty. Also, that Seamus, is, not, I agree with that. Just, I forgot about not, that. Not just being fresh off the heels of the Orlando Arcia thing. For your. Backup catcher who sucks, the by the way. I, I mean, mean, let's be honest. Right, he, the guy stinks. sucks. Like for your backup catcher who isn't even going to play and who sucks to be the one giving the other team bulletin board material. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. It's super. It's a no. It's annoying. Oh, it's, it's very like, annoying. It's like why are you doing this, man? Because like none of the starters said shit, but you have your backup fucking catcher being the one running his mouth. He's the vibes like man, Arstub- though. I don't I like give Arstub- a fuck a- about vibes anymore, dude. Fuck I like the him vibes. As a person. But like, come on, dude. There's I don't. No I don't, I don't know him that. as a person. I, I think he likes to. Maybe he's an alcoholic. I mean, maybe that's why we all like him. Definitely but I mean, likes to drink. Uh, like, let's be honest, man. I mean, the guy is a small frat dude that's thirty some years old, stuck in the past, and he's the vibes man. It's all good when we're winning, right? Because Garrett Stubbs going to be the guy in the overall, the weird overalls with the beers hanging they're out. Not weird. They're weird. No, they're not. They're certainly no, they're not, not worth they're 80, eighty-five dollars. They're not worth well, eighty-five dollars. Well, luckily, shameless. they're only seventy-nine. But no, <laughs> let, let me finish this point. He he's a good vibes man, but dude. I could literally go into that locker room, and me and O'Leary and you, Vince, could go into that locker room after we after we win a game. We'd be the best vibes, guys. and we would be great vibesmen. Okay, like we don't need Garrett Stubbs to be on this roster uh, next season. I do not want him next season. I don't care for him. I think he's fine, but like not really. Like I'm done with Garrett Stubbs. While while we're on the topic of like post game celebrations and Garrett Stubbs, basically, uh, I feel like that is the perfect time to bring this up. Dancing on dancing on my own is dead. Bury it. Yeah, bury man. It 12, yeah, it's done. Bury it twelve feet deep. Preach. I even I said coming into this postseason that the song should have been dead because it was already a loser song. Everyone said, "Nah, man, it's back." We're doing, and now it's a two-time losing song. If it gets played next year, that is the dumbest shit ever. I think it's safe to say we should have been buried. We've dancing on my own. This is gonna be so mad when it happens again next year. I hope I, they. I hope <laughs> they get like we're gonna keep losing. I, I hope yeah, like, probably. I hope <laughs> Dick Down in Dallas becomes the, becomes can, the song. Can I? Can we? It already can, like, is like low key the song, but like the one song. that they play on the speakers. No, you know, you know, just the 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 whole thing. Just play <laughs> it. This is the way to, play this is the way to look over the CBP yes. speakers. I need it. This is the way to look back on the song now. It's like when you hear that song, what are you going to think of? I am going to think about the Phillies losing in the World Series and getting no hit and then also blowing a 3-2 lead to the fucking Diamondbacks at home. Well, it's funny. Like I have a, I had a special song with uh with my mom. It was called uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so every time I hear that song, I, I cry because it's like, oh, my mom, and she died. So it's like one of those songs that I don't really like to listen to unless I'm drinking heavily, and then I like to listen to it. Uh, so I, uh, what do the kids call it when you're in your bag? <laughs> yeah, that that's that's what I like to do. What do the kids call uh, it? The kids call, so when I'm in my bag mourning my mother, I throw on Thunder Road and sob and drink and sob and drink and sob and drink. Well, so healthy. dancing on my own Very is on that category. It's, it's yeah, in that category. If you ever want to memorialize and think about the time the Phillies blew a terrible, I'll grab a handle of ten high and and, and drink fuck and drink and drink and drink and put on dance on my own. I'm not gonna lie, but the, what I always think of is uh, Game Five against the Braves last year. Oh, 
Really? I mean, Pat, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, appreciate... we were we were there for like 45 minutes after the game just screaming that song. I know, but like... That's what I always think the, of. No, I will always have that memory, and that was a great memory, but I don't go dancing on my own in that no, situation. No, 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 it's fine, but like, that's, no, what, I, that's I what it that. reminds me of. Yeah, no, because we were screaming that song for hours after the final round. Pat being the optimist here is just like... I don't want to. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. Like retire it, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I mean, saying. Like I, like honestly, I think of good memories first. Well, that's good. But, I mean, you're healthy, and we're not. <laughs> it just, it just undeniably has a loser stink on it. No, nah, it's, it's definitely loser energy right there. But um, like, look at. Are you sure that's not just Seamus you're smelling? Damn, Bobby Knight died, <laughs> age of eighty three. How about that? Okay. Yeah, they're currently. I have ESPN on next to me as I'm. Ah, uh, they're they're gonna blow that you guy. ESPN, ESPN well, right on, next on. to. They're they're showing a compilation of him assaulting his players. Yeah, he was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> like I hate to, I hate to be morbid. Uh, by the way, I mean, also endorsed Donald Trump in 2016. It, it, it doesn't seem like they're wasting any time spitting like talking about how he's a piece of shit because that is all they're. I've been watching a five Vince, minute that is video l- quite literally to like the layman. That is quite literally what fucking Bobby Knight is known for. Just yeah, so being I mean, an asshole, and not just an asshole. He assaulted children. I mean, college yeah. children. Um, like college so kids are still children. Quick, I don't give a shit. To, They're children. To, don't to throw a goddamn go, fucking chair at this fucking basketball player. You're gonna want to make him fucking quit. R.I.P. <laughs> Bobby Knight. To put a bow on the Phillies thing. May he rest like, in peace. It's all, it's all, Donald. Oh, by the way, tough tough day for Trump. Uh, Seamus, do you have Fully anything Rudy would pass like to say? Nah, yeah. uh, the they go in twos, don't they? What'd you say, Vince? <laughs> do you have, uh, to wrap this segment up, do you have anything you'd like to say about the Phillies? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they have a lot of work to do in the offseason. I think it was good news coming out of San Diego today that they are literally bankrupt. I mean, the San that Diego Padres so are quite funny. literally bankrupt. There's a couple guys on that roster that I'm eyeing up. And, uh, is this Juan the first Soto, time? Sexually? Is this the first, is sexually? This the first time? No, Juan Soto is not an attractive fellow. Is this the first opinion. time that saying poverty franchise has been like legitimate? I mean, they quite literally are po- a poverty franchise. Manny's going to cruise. But Manny's going to cruise to fucking the Angels and replace <laughs> um, Mike Trout probably. I, I, I think it's safe to say Nola probably going to be back. And that's I okay. don't I don't I don't think he's coming back. Reese Hoskins has to be gone. He's gone. I, um, you know what I think is going to happen? I think Reese is going to come back. I think oh Harper's going to play right. Oh, don't tell me that. And Noel's going to sign for like 210 mil somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. Can you imagine? For the Pirates. No, 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 no. That'd be fucking funny. No, this would be, this would be hysterical. If if he if Noel goes down to Tampa and plays with his butt buddy, Zach Eflin. Uh, true. And now Nola becomes the largest contract ever in uh, Rays history. Mm-hmm. That would be something back else. Back-to-back years of huge contracts. Now nah, he's going to go to Miami with Reese, though. Probably. Realistically. Dude, I could see... Dude, Reese Hoskins has Miami Marlin written all over him. Actually, he has nothing like that written all over him. He, like, he has, like, Detroit Tiger written all over him. No, dude, he's a Marlin, dude. He's They need a first baseman to replace Garrett Cooper, who he oddly reminds me of. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much the same Two person. Two fat white dudes yeah. that can hit home runs. Every so. once in a while. Yeah. Reese is not fat. Uh, he's a little chubby. Let's be honest. His face Every, is annoying. When Seamus calls other men that aren't fat fat, it really makes me wonder what he thinks about me. I think you're I think you're <laughs> going through a process sometimes. That's all. I mean all right. trust anyway, the process, baby. Uh, Speaking of right. fat fucks, uh, Nola's yeah. fat. Man, what the hell do no, you think of Nola. me? No, not Nola. No, no, but you're an attractive guy. Oh, okay. Noah's not <laughs> Noah's not fat. Reese is fat. Reese is fat. Yeah, Reese has got like a, he's not fat. He's just got broad shoulders, so no, Seamus automatically. It's not his fat. body. His body is fine. <laughs> his face is a little what chubby. What do you think of his body? I think it's all right. Yeah, whatever. A little skinny for my liking, but yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on in this show? All right, all right, all right. All right. Let, me get our, let, me, let me get control of this thing. Uh, R.I.P. the twenty twenty. Are you hijacking the show all of a sudden <laughs> from Fox Chase? <laughs> 
Speaking of fat via people, satellite, he's Jesus hijacking Christ. via satellite. Man, if <laughs> only those guys of... knew back in 01. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Vince. I love when I tell Seamus before the show like things to go, and he just doesn't ever listen. Um, it's really like talking to a brick wall. Just a little behind the scenes uh, for you guys. Seamus is just a total diva. Doesn't listen. Yeah, just like Jalen yeah. Hurts, by the way. We'll get to <laughs> um, that later. No, but in oh, all seriousness, my quarterback. Nah, in, I don't. All, I, I, he's he's what? falling off for me a little bit. We'll get into in it. In all what? in all seriousness, speaking of fat people, I was trying to make a funny transition, but Seamus derailed it. Um, James Harden. J- James Harden got <laughs> traded at like two in the morning the other day. Um, it was a beautiful thing to wake Yay. up to. Um, the saga is finally over. The re- the Washed Roko is back, and everyone's excited about it. Yeah, but Seamus, it was never about the player. I know we that, got, Vince. I'm just having all, a little fun. We got all expiring contracts. We got Nick Batum, uh, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, I believe. I'm going to call him uh, Batten because that sounds more normal than Batum. Is he French? Batum. Yeah, he's yes. French. I'm going to call him Batten. Um, at least, hey, Joel Embiid is someone he could speak French with in the locker room. Yeah. Oh, my fun. God. All right, we're going to the gym. Um, but anyway, we also Joel got Joel could 20- speak French to somebody. We got a couple first-round picks, a couple pick swaps, a couple second-round picks. So we got Zach Levine. All, oh, wait. I'd, I'd say for trading a guy that didn't want to play here. Oh, also, P.J. Tucker's gone. Um, Thank no. God so we I'd got say, off that contract. Well, Pat say, Bev is yeah. the new P.J., so that's so good. I'd, I'd say Much all in all, PJ. trading for yes. a guy that wasn't going to play And more here, fun, like, by the way. Yeah. It, it, it was a very good trade. Um, I think the real story about this trade, though, is that Furkan Korkmaz, uh, oh, this 0 poor guy, over <laughs> three on trade requests. That made my fucking day when you I know, saw you that know, tweet. You know what it reminds me of? Me, like man. we literally. So the funniest part was uh, my buddy Evan put together a um, trade machine thing where we traded. It was a four team. He loves doing this as soon as anything happens. He just puts together the most absurd war crime trade machine absurd. trade ever. <laughs> and in the trade, he put Furkan going to the Bulls with some other people and a bunch of picks and shit. And I texted him. I said, no. You know why? We can't trade Furkan. It's way too fucking funny of a bit at this point. Oh, dude, trade. it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what this whole Furkan Korkmaz uh, saga reminds me of? And only Catholic people would understand this. I'm formerly Catholic. I've gotten out of that because, you know, it's a cult. Let's be honest. Just like all religion. But, like, they believe in, like, purgatory. So if you're not, like, good enough to get to heaven, you're going to go to purgatory. Furkan Kirkmas is in purgatory right now. He wants to get the fuck out of here, and we just keep saying, no, you're going to sit on the bench and be the greatest season ticket holder in the history of the Sixers. Has anything in sports ever happened like this? Like, where he has asked for a trade three times, and every time the team has been like, no. And this time, and this time, the team... Like, nobody wants him. The Sixers said no, and the Clippers were also like, nah, we're okay. Dude, they they took the dude Phillip for whatever the fuck his name is for a second, and then they 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 traded him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about him, too. He's gone. Yeah, Phillip's gone. My favorite Sixer, by the way. Just found out he was a Sixer when that trade happened, by the way. Wait, really? That's how I didn't know about Philip, 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 Philadelphia. Nope, I didn't. And all I guess all, I didn't have to know we about him. Deal with this anymore. Like I'm just happy that this hardened thing is over. I'm happy so we got like, a Philadelphia native on the roster. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but dude, like, I like his brother better. In all seriousness, I'm glad that he's. Yeah. I'm brother glad that Harden. Worse than him. Oh, he's horrible. It's got a better name though. In all seriousness, I'm glad Harden's gone because, like, so far this season, the Sixers have been fun. Oh, like, I, I still. Have, yeah, I agree. I still, I still have very low to none expectations, but like. As a just enjoying the product that they're putting on the floor so far every night, like it's been fun basketball. I mean, you see Nick Nurse's impact kind of right away. 
Maxi looks like he's gonna. Be he's he's an all star this year, by the way. He's an all star. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna make his first all star team. He's gonna be most improved, most likely, like just a couple of games throughout. I mean, dude, through one week of the NBA season, he's the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And then all so, of a sudden, the Harden trade happens. Coincidence? No. So but through, in all seriousness, through, dude, through one week, Tyrese Maxi's the best player in the East. You gotta to love think. it. You gotta love it. Listen. Well, Vince. Also, another thing I love is just having no expectations. Zero. Whatsoever. It's it's I a think lot. It makes the, yeah. watching the game so much easier. Yeah, I feel free. <laughs> like I literally don't even pay attention half the time when I have the game on. I'm just I just have it on, and I'm yeah. just like, wow. I don't care if they win it's or like lose. The this. They're you know they're <laughs> your companions for most of the summer. Uh, but Vince, uh, one thing that has really gotten me going. Um, in the first couple games of the Sixers season, is Kelly Oubre's good looks. All right, so I think well, I also his good play. Well, his good looks supersede his good play, obviously. <laughs> so I think I have a new man crush in Philadelphia sports, and it's Kelly Oubre. I think he's phenomenal to watch, and I think he's a great looking guy, and he's uh, my new guy. He's my new man crush. Very good looking man. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. You know, this is a big moment. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm going to try to get Kelly Oubre on the show. Yeah. I, no, I'm dead ass going to try to do oh, it. I'm sure that after hearing this, he's going to be thrilled. Well, here's the thing. I actually, at the wild card game, ran into Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks and James Seltzer uh, on the concourse. I, I, would, I wouldn't classify that as running into them as much as you went and found them. No, actually, I, no. Here's what happened. I was standing on the concourse, and you can talk to multiple people about this, and James Seltzer was running by, and I was like, yo, James. I was like, Seamus. He goes, oh, Seamus, let's go, you know, in his voice. And then I was like, yo, what's up, man? Got a picture with him. And then five minutes later, I I received a DM from Fritzy saying, yo, where are you? I was like, I'm over here. And he's like, well, I'm over here. I was like, well, I'll be right over. So I walked past ESP, who looked like he was, honestly, he looked like the he, he didn't know where the hell he was, to be honest with you. He wasn't even facing the field, but that's neither here nor there. But so probably I, trying to face the link. I go up to Fritz, <laughs> and I go, yo, what's up? We embrace, of course, and we get a nice picture, and I walk by ESP, and I'm like, yo, what's up, ESP? I said, I think you get too much shit in this city. He goes, <laughs> he goes thanks, man. What's your name again? So he asked me for my name, and the uh, rest is history. But I would love to know I how think, this is going to tie into Kelly Oubre. Well, here's how it's going to tie into Oubre. ESP and Jack Fritz have a Sixers podcast now, so I'm simply going to uh, ask one of them, to get uh, uh, Kelly Oubre to come on the from the nose boots. And I will pay Oubre handsomely. All right? <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and sure, that's, so that's my goal. That's my goal. All right. Um, floor's yours. Pat, Pat I want to hear <laughs> – no, I want to hear Pat's thoughts about this Sixers season because I know Pat's another big Sixers guy. So Well, so am I, by the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Just I mean, I, I love that Harden's just gone. It just makes, like, it just, <laughs> it's just like, it was so exhausting this summer, just like constantly hearing about it. And then for every fucking game so far, James Harden, James Harden, James Harden, every other sentence, I'm just like. Got to give him credit for good behavior, though. He didn't no, really, yeah, honestly, he honestly, didn't really like, draw at all. He didn't do shit. Except he, for not show up, but I don't care. Yeah, like, we didn't want him to show up anyway, low key. So it's like, no. uh, the funniest part to me was like, how good of a teammate he was through the whole process. No, I think he was. I, I mean, was like, you, you saw like, him the, the right before he got traded. Like, well, like he's yeah. like, very involved, like on the this, on the whatever on the court. I, it was weird because this felt like the first time that he still like was friends with guys in the yeah. team. I feel like if it would have dragged out for much longer and he would have maybe like stepped up his antics, it probably would have flipped to guys turning on him. But it was weird because a lot of the players in the team, when they would be asked about this kind of stuff, they would toe the line because. A lot of them still were friends with James, so mm-hmm. 
Dude, uh, Terrence like, Mann's reaction to him walking into the uh, Clippers <laughs> locker room was fucking hysterical. That was phenomenal. I mean, he just looked I, up for one second. He was like, oh, God, here he is. Can I also and say Russ has to like pretend to like him, which is fun. I, I think the return for Harden kind of goes to show that the Terrence Mann thing was overblown. I don't think Terrence Mann was ever Daryl's make or break for this trade. I think he wanted expiring contracts and picks. I think Terrence Mann wanted to be in that trade, though. I re- yeah, I, I'm not I really sure what do. he. I'm saying like people were like, "Oh, Daryl Morey ain't making that trade without Terrence Mann." I don't think that was ever true. No, nah, yeah, that and I think that the, I up. think the, I think the return for this for Harden completely shows that he got nothing but expiring contracts and draft picks. I so think, what are they going to ultimately turn that into, Vince? Like, what do you want them to turn that into? Because they're obviously not finals contenders. They they are lacking a star. It's all right. We've never been finals contenders. No, that's true. But I, like, they're I'm lacking a star exit. to be I, like I really, a true finals contender. I really don't know if they're going to turn the picks into something. Maybe they will. But I like, think they have let's, to. Let's just can we call this what it is? This season is kind of a punt, like in a way, because I don't think anyone expects them to do anything they haven't already done this season. But next year, they have a lot of money off the books, and like they'll make moves. And honestly, dude, like we've been saying for a couple of years, Maxi, if he takes that next step, if he takes that next step, well, he's taking the next step this year. It looks like you know it's still early, but it looks like he's better be an all star. So, like, you really don't need another, like, crazy star, superstar-level player to come on this team and turn us into, you know, poten- potentially, excuse me, finals uh, contenders. I think to win the East, you, you're lacking a star at this point. Well, yes. But, like, I don't think this is the year, Shane. I don't think there's any point in, like, trading for a guy this year only. Like, see what's out there, you know, sign guys next offseason. Like, Daryl Morey made a good point. Like, we're the only team that's good with – this much cap space if that the, makes sense like, the funny part too though is like all none nobody having any expectations for them they're probably going to make a run at the finals can this you year. imagine oh, if they <laughs> win the finals this year <laughs> they probably will because everybody's out on them like it wouldn't yeah, surprise me in the slightest it would not surprise me in the slightest if they I just mean, fucking I, made a run all right let's, like, let's dude, see what has to happen uh, a game just, has to have a season ending injury Giannis uh who am I missing here uh, all, all the Celtics Jason people Tatum. yeah yeah, the, yeah there's people the Celtics people now, now that it's um, over, now that it's over, I feel like we just have to look back and kind of laugh at the absurdity that two of the last three basketball seasons, the Sixers went into the year with a point guard refusing to play for the team. It's crazy. It's just it only happens in Philadelphia, only with you the Sixers. You literally can't make that up. Well, at least they're fair, always it interesting. With the Rockets. Yeah. Now, yeah, but at least the Sixers are always <laughs> interesting. Else? Two of the last three, man. We had Ben Simmons, and then now, like it just—it's funny. You can't make it up. I mean, you uh, just can't they, make it up. It also happened the, with the Nets midseason. Can we talk with yeah. the you know everywhere James Harden's been yeah, pretty much? <laughs> Can we talk about the Clippers side of this trade because I feel like they are like now being uh, put forward as this like NBA title contender. Eight years I, ago, I, all I, be I, I don't see it. Yeah, like I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but Kawhi and PG will not stay healthy. Paul James Harden hasn't even been the greatest like guy at staying healthy over the years, and he folds in the playoffs. They're also all of those players are not as good as they once were. Like people. Like you know what I mean? Like people still think that this is years ago. And, we're talking and about they it. all need talk- the ball in their hand in order to make. Yeah, it yeah, that. that's not going to end well. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't it. be surprised. I, I know Harden has to wait a certain amount of time until he's moved again. I think it's like what, like, a, uh, what, what, like, because once you get traded, you can't get moved. Uh, for a certain amount of time, oh, right? yeah, sixty days. So whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's moved again this season. Like no. I really wouldn't yeah. be surprised. No, if anything, if anything at all, he probably just wouldn't get signed to an extension after this year. He's certainly he not going to sign wherever there. the hell he's going to sign. Yeah, 
You know, it'd be like, really fucking funny. He should call if it a crew. Maury gave him a max after this year. Dude, oh my god. <laughs> Hopefully, Maury's back with the Rockets at that point. Seamus, you said it the best. This is a team that like would have excited people in like 2012. Yeah, they they would have been like Warriors esque. I'm not gonna in lie 2012. though. They probably wouldn't do anything because again, they're just all ball dominant players. Yeah, and their egos yeah. uh, get involved too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't. Especially think that's, back then, I don't think that's gonna yeah. work out. So I mean, I don't, I don't care, I don't but like, I I don't think it's gonna work out because the reason. Um, Warriors work so well is because Steph can go off ball. He can be on ball. KD needs the ball in his hands. Clay's off ball. Draymond's dishing it out, playing defense, and Iggy is just defense, defense, and then occasional three. Right. So, like, that's the reason that team clicked as well as it did, and they didn't have egos about it except maybe KD. Yeah, KD probably a little bit. Yeah, but uh, just like, got embarrassed by Wemby last night. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lost in like that was unbelievable. Dude, yeah. I turned that game on in the fourth quarter, and I was like, "Holy shit, this feels like a playoff game." Wemby, <laughs> Wemby is gonna be like he is gonna be what he was uh, talked about, like as being like when he do you is think? not. He's gonna be so good. Nah, he's a stud already. When do you think his season-ending injury comes out? Uh, two weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm. We're thinking not gonna too. talk about that. <laughs> two weeks. It happens every um, time. Chad yeah. Holmgren. It does. Who, by the way, got, is he playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. He actually looked pretty nice the other night. No, but he did get fucking embarrassed by Andre Drummond. I which mean, I'm hysterical. not. I'm not. Surpri- I'm not that surprised. <laughs> no, but Andre Drummond. I don't know if you saw the video. Quite literally, crossed him out of his shoes. Ah, oh, man. Oh, that's kind of bad. <laughs> Andre Drummond crossing you over and sending you to the ground. That's that's pretty bad. That's insane. I'm surprised Drum didn't like hang it up after that. I'm surprised. Like I'm done. No, no, no. Drum? Andre Drummond crossed. No, I know, him. but like that's to end your career. That's very nice. <laughs> End your career on a high note. Okay. I still miss him with the Sixers, too, by the way. I did love um, him as a Sixer. I'm not going to lie. He was a great Sixer. He was probably but one yeah, of the better I mean, backups like, we ever had for Embiid. He was fun. It's, it is kind of cool to have Robert Covington back. Like, it's nice to see a process guy come back. Why is also, that? Like, like, okay. I'm, well, you I'm, weren't a process fan, I, so I understand it. it. <laughs> but why is that, like, cool? Because it's like a prodigal son. He's not, what do you mean? He's not good. Seamus, again, I can't stress this enough how it's not about... But how is it cool that he's back? Like, I know everyone shares that opinion. Because we loved him. I know that. So that's cool. Yeah, I guess it's cool, but it's like... That would be like... like, I did watch back then. No, you didn't. Of course I watched. I know. I've watched. I'm not as passionately as you because you're an idiot if you want to watch a fucking tanking team. I think it's idiotic. But Robert Covington was beloved here. And also, I know that. I would not say that he's fully like washed. Like he still brings you something. Yeah, but he's not like good. He brings you defense, and then like he's gonna fill that George Niang role. Oh wow! Guy that well, can I? Let George me is very before, impactful. Let me finish. First of all, George Niang filled his role good, and Ro- Rocco is better at defense, but he fills the role of just a guy that has a trigger for three that will just shoot kind of without thinking. And you need a guy like that. Fair. It's like it's like when uh, it's I mean, like uh, when Jim yeah. Tomey came back to the Phillies. You I were did probably, not like that. You no, you probably did. No, low, I didn't. Down low, you probably did. I don't like. You just when don't want to admit it. This city, you just and don't want to admit before, it. <laughs> this city has an infatuation with both role players and old players who turn into role players. It's fucking weird. Seamus, I don't get why no one is saying Robert Covington coming to this team is the fucking X factor. We're just saying. Oh, hey, you'd be surprised. We're, we're no. Show me any example of someone saying that, Shane. Well, there are, are weird just, people out there, bro. People are just saying, You're like, one of them, hey, to be fair. it's pretty Dude. cool that this guy was on the process. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's very cool. But, like, at what point are we going to, like, be like, all right, it's Rocco? I mean, like, who Jimmy, cares? It just happened two days ago. <laughs> Dude, I saw, I, I think what I'm really upset about is this. 
I he saw, just hates women talking about sports. I saw, well, <laughs> no woman knows who see, uh, Roko see. is. But, uh, <laughs> but he definitely saw a girl on Twitter talking about how she it loves It wasn't Roko, a girl. And he was like, wow, I fucking hate Robert Covington It was Covington Dan now. McGucking, goddammit. That fucking so weird girl. Yeah, a girl on well, Twitter. Well, pretty much. By the way, what was that Halloween costume? He looked like an idiot. But uh, anyway, um, uh, what the hell was I going to say? I saw somebody post a fucking tribute as if he died in uh, in the fucking Tower 2. A tribute to P.J. Tucker. And then they followed that tweet up with, this was really hard to post. Heartbreak emoji. It's P.J. Tucker, my guy. This sure isn't, it wasn't, like, sarcastic? No, it was very <laughs> true. Because he was like, yeah, but dude, like, this team wouldn't be anything. Like, this is going to be hard because from a defensive standpoint. And he was giving me all the analytics. I'm like, I mean, dude, fuck I, you. Funny. Funny enough, like I'm not sad to see him go or anything, but like I do appreciate PJ. Okay, okay. I think he was good here. Yeah, is he worthy of like his own like tribute? Like, no. I mean, no. What the He's, hell did he, he deserves win? a thank you for yeah. what losing in the second round? No, like for the rest quite of them? literally motivating our quote unquote MVP. And then yeah, the, it didn't even nothing, work. But, you know. It didn't even James, work. Seamus, stop. If PJ Tucker is the guy that wins you a championship, apparently your team was never winning in the first place. Of PJ course. Tucker, yeah. PJ Tucker's a glue guy. Of course think, he's a glue guy. I think he filled his role here perfectly. Now, when so Pat like, Bev inevitably leaves, I will give him a tribute because it's Pat, <laughs> Pat Bev. Bev. Pat Bev is going Pat to Bev. Be, Pat Bev is not going to have nearly as impactful a season as uh, PJ Tucker has. He's actually. much more fun. And I'll tell you what I will not this miss about PJ Tucker. He just likes him because he was wearing Philly shit on the podcast. No, I think he's fun. Yep. <laughs> I think he's fun. I think he's hysterical. But one thing about P.J. Tucker that I will not miss is him always bitching and moaning and complaining the entire time he's on the floor for, like, missed calls and shit. He's the biggest whiner. Patrick Beverly is a good, Patrick Beverly's he, biggest highlight from last season was grabbing a fucking camera from a photographer. And that's fun. But that is fun. Do but that. Don't what I'm bitch is, and is, moan. Seamus, that's all Patrick Beverly does. But I love that, dude. I'm like, I loved when Devontae right, Adams Seamus, shoved that Seamus. cameraman to the ground. I love players like that. Seamus loves assault, like, baby. Let's go. I love when Embiid fucks the air and and gets fined thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. What? You just said you don't like bitching and moaning, but you you just say you don't like. It's the way you bitch and moan. PJ Tucker bitches and moans in a smug fucking way. Oh my god, dude. All right. What are we talking about? He's smug. Crazy. Bro, you're on crack. This is crazy. <laughs> he was smug. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like him. <laughs> Thought he was terrible. But all anyway. Right, I'm not spending any more time talking about PJ Tucker. But all in all, to put, a, put <laughs> one more thing on about PJ Tucker. <laughs> the, the Sixers have looked fun so far. None of us have any expectations. We're just along for the ride, so that's fun. I do want to uh, say it's just nice to see an actual offense being run. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like crazy like, watching people move off ball. I haven't seen that in fucking years. <laughs> Nick Nurse yeah. is a thing, so we got that going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Nick Nurse is not Doc Rivers. He which lives is, right over here. Yeah, right here he? in media. Does he really? Yeah, dude. I've told you this like three times. That's a shame. <laughs> You would think a guy with all that money would live somewhere else. Media is the gem of Delco. Ah, get out of here, dude. <laughs> a guy with that much money should not be living in Delco, bro. They should be living in Gladwin. All right? That's where they should be living. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the bright spot of Philly the moment is, Which is uh, Delco, but not really. definitely the Philadelphia Eagles, and we got to talk a little bit about them. I mean, we're coming mm. off. Like, 
I don't want to break down any game specifically. But I want like, to break down AJ Brown being him. AJ Brown is un unquestionably him. Speaking uh, of smug divas, I actually <laughs> like him. He just broke the rec- NFL record for most. Uh, He's most allowed games. to be a smug diva. He just broke the NFL record for most games straight with 125 plus yards receiving. I think it was Calvin Johnson's record. Yep. Uh, I think it was five games. AJ just did it for his sixth straight game, which is just. He's just so fucking good. He's man. no Tyree Hill, but he's close. I mean, he's the best. He's by far the best receiver that we've had since T.O. Oh, like, easily. T.O. was only here for a year or so. And he's already having a better season uh, statistically than T.O. did in 04. I'm just going to put this down. Like, I'm just going to put this down. A.J. Brown's got to be a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Top three. Like, I, I don't know. You could quite, you could argue it. Like, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson are like probably one and two, but like, Dude, Definitely like wanted people, to. People don't respect AJ Brown enough. I'm just gonna put this out there. I think that man can catch an STD and still be a virgin. That's how <laughs> straight, up. straight up. He he definitely can. I mean, he that definitely was, that can. Was a fire line right there. Dude, his fucking his Twitter handle is the truth. He's always yeah. open. Yeah, I mean He's that open. fucking catch, man. That touch, that first touchdown. He what had. food gave him like indigestion or some shit? The uh, snack food, Takis or whatever the fucking. Uh, <laughs> fucking remember when he posted about that? Because he made a whole fucking big deal of it on uh, Twitter a couple of months ago, like a month ago. Were you stalking this man? Um, I f- simply follow him on X, and he was posting <laughs> it, about it. It's also kind of funny, like now that the Philly, uh, not the Phillies, the Eagles have Julio Jones, and like seeing him. On Why, the field, by the way? Like seeing Why him, on the, he caught yeah. a touchdown, so I'll t- fucking Bro, take. Bro, they him. brought him in strictly for the red zone. He did his job on yeah, Sunday. Good for him. They literally yeah, like that's that's all you need Julio for big body in the red zone. I don't like that Howie like didn't do anything at the deadline though. I just don't. Bro, like got that. Kevin I, like, I don't Kevin care. Byer. Like like that's you don't the, care James, that he got an all pro safety. I I guarantee you got to do something. I guarantee he literally Shane. fucking did what? You got you got to do something Pat, else. Pat, what? Listen, what did you want Pat. him to do? No no hold on Vince. What did you oh, want I him to do? I don't care. But Howie Roseman is known for making these deadline moves. Why didn't he do it? He literally did. He didn't do it on deadline day. Oh. Has to be on deadline day. Oh, has shut to the be on deadline up. day. You guys are so brown nosing a loser franchise. Like, they they got embarrassed in the Super Bowl, and you guys talk, keep keep going with them. Good. I guarantee Seamus didn't even know who Kevin Byard was. No. Oh, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> exactly. I don't care about Kevin Byard. Exactly. So you. I hope he tears his ACL Seamus, tonight. Okay. So you obviously <laughs> think that's a good move, considering you've never heard of the dude. Well, sure. So yeah, so you kind of your opinion on this is kind of invalid. Seamus, this might change. Vince, you're just like the biggest Howie Roseman brown noser I've ever met in my life, and me saying one thing about him just spins you off the rails. No, 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 no. The reason why I'm saying this is because you don't know who Kevin Byard is. So how can you speak to if it was a good or bad move? No, no. I mean, it was one move, though. I mean, it was one move. Yeah, but like when you have a roster that's as good as the Eagles roster is. What he filled a hole that was at safety, a very big hole, the biggest hole in the team at safety. He filled it. You didn't what think that like another move was up his sleeve? What? What? Seamus? What? I don't know. I I don't know. But like you weren't shocked that he didn't make another no. move. No, okay. there was no need. Our roster is very good and complete, and he filled one of the holes we had. So I don't think you just wanted him to make a move for the sake of making a move. Of course, Sally Roseman. Oh, okay, I don't really know what to. <laughs> tell you then like he made the move that was necessary bringing in julio was like Vince, is it hailing inside of your house right now <laughs> yeah what the fuck is that <laughs> are you moving your laptop i don't think so it just sounds it like just raindrops are falling upon your head <laughs> yeah. um okay anyway bringing in julio was a bit more of a gamble but like you needed a wide receiver three quez Watkins was horrible and julio was already paying off so i really don't see any reason to critique howie's deadline when it seems like 
it was a great move. Kevin Byard played every snap on uh, Sunday, which I honestly is a little weird because Sam Howell diced us up. I don't know. The commanders just fucking see the Eagles in a different light than everyone else. Good for them because they put up a goddamn masterpiece against us almost every time they play, even if they don't win. It's definitely uh, been the truth of the last two seasons. I mean, they always give us trouble. It's 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 so odd. But going back a little further, because like you have Sam Howell putting up thirty one points against the Birds, and the week before we shut down pretty much the Dolphins entirely. I don't know. This Eagles season has been weird because you look at the record and they're seven and one. But like, I don't necessarily feel. Like, I'm watching a 7-1 and one football team all the time. They find ways to win, which I appreciate, like, winning that game. They should have lost that first Commanders game easily. But, right, Like, they, but they find ways to win, which I appreciate. But, like, we're going to – all I'll say is this. We're going to find out a lot about – we're going to find out everything about this team in the next stretch of, what, five games? They go to Dallas. They they, they play Dallas twice. They play the 49ers. Kevin Nagandi said that it is the toughest stretch – for any team this entire season. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would argue it's one of the toughest structures that I remember like in Eagles like history. No, it could like, be. I mean, like, like obviously I don't remember every year, but like I don't Well, ever the, the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets had a tough stretch um <laughs> a while ago, but that was no, I mean for the Eagles. Yeah, like, that's the same thing. You're the I think it's what the next 5 or 6 games like you got to you got to see how they perform against these better I don't teams. like that Jalen is like clearly hurt. Like I don't like that. That scares that, me. That, that very much worries me because he did have his best game against the commanders. And, and here's season. how I know it's bigger than we think. He kept looking worse and worse, limping and limping as the game went on, which obviously you you will uh, with with that injury with the, where they say it was a bruise or whatever. Bone bruise. Yeah. Bone bruise. Yeah, of course you're not going to feel great. But like at the same time, like Mike Sealski asked him a question today, and he just like stands up rudely and just walks off. I mean, like, dude, like. Excuse us for being worried about the oh, franchise. Pissed off about. Excuse us <laughs> about being worried about the most important player like in the city of Philadelphia right now. Excuse yeah. us. But in all fairness, I, how would you feel if you got asked the same damn question every single time? Give me something. After every damn press conference, after every interview, how would you honestly feel? I would. I would think that I would answer the question and not like. What if you've already walk answered away? It Fifteen times. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, a a fucking fuck? injury could get worse, and it could get better. So I, it's not the same answer anyway. I mean, it's yeah, not, I, uh, you know. I kind of I lean to siding with Sheamus on this. I, I think it's wrong. I think Nick Saban fucked, brainwashed him, to be Jaylen honest with Hurts, you. Jalen Hurts, Hurts, Hurts is the face and of the And Landon Dickerson's the same way, by the way. And he plays the most uh, important position in all of sports. Yeah. I can't exactly blame. It's not like we're talking about his... Kenny Gainwell, who I wish had an injury. Kenny Gainwell. Fucking, <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. He, he what needs, the hell does he Kenny needs... Gainwell have on Jeffrey Lurie? Seriously. Needs, what what does like, or Nick Sirianni, I don't, or Howie, I don't know. This guy has something like, like, uh, 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 information that would lead to the arrest of one of these people at the, at the Novacare complex. I mean, he's fucking trash. He's trash, and they keep fucking going. It they keep playing this fucking bum. Jesus Christ! I'd rather have Furcon out there. I'd rather. I I would like to see Rashad Penny. Is he still alive? Is he, he must, even a he thing? He must be looking horrible in practice. If they're like literally Boston, not getting yeah. that's my thoughts. Yeah, Boston, like I don't even want to see him like, if like this is like if they're willingly playing Kenneth Gainwell. Dude, there's no him, way he, he could has be to looking look. worse. No, there's no way. I mean, he's fucking not even a year removed from ACL surgery. So yeah, no, like, I know. He could I, get look fucking horrible. I get it. But <laughs> I I get the reason why they're hesitant to ride uh, Swift as a workhorse back. Is well, because he's an injury walking injury. 
But like at this point, dude, I take the risk. I can't watch Kenneth Gainwell. I can't. Yeah, but dude, at the same time, it's only like the halfway mark of the season. If you run DeAndre Swift into the ground, then you're fucked. So I mean, I don't know. I don't is know that not an area that. they could have improved that? I don't know. I think they could have I mean, upgraded there. Everyone was saying like Derrick Henry. Yeah, why not? No, I think the asking price was probably too high. Probably. Yeah, you'd like Howie. The only thing Howie's living well, willing to give up in trades half time or like a fifth or a sixth. But like, were there no other backs available? Like, but I can also tell you with Derrick Henry because I have him on my fantasy. Yeah, he ain't the same Derrick. No, Henry. He's, no not. he's not. He's definitely no, he's not the older. same. He's not the same Derrick Henry. And but he's on his contract is fucking. But awful. I mean, Julio Jones is certainly not the same Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, so it's not, not like Howie's against that. that. You're not bringing him here to be that. Though. But you're, you're not bringing. You're him not be bringing in Derrick Henry to be the lead back either. You're would be. No, you're not. You're bringing him in for depth. James, you're talking about a you're talking about a signing of Julio Jones that was I don't even know like what was it for like the fucking minimum or whatever yes or yeah very close no, to I know and I said there's no risk on, there but you're talking about that compared to trading a third round pick for Derrick Henry no I know I'm not I'm not really comparing it I'm just saying like he saw a need there and no, there like, is certainly you, a need at the running the, back position you said Julio Jones they could get better at the, the running Julio. back position you said Julio Jones is not the same Julio Jones but you got him basically for nothing whereas you'd be giving up picks to get there I totally understand that and I wasn't trying to say they would be the same thing. I was just saying usually when Howie sees a need, he or a place they can improve depth wise, he he goes out and he does it. Yeah, yeah, maybe like, Derrick Henry is not going to be a depth signing. No, well, he and I guarantee you he'll be a diva, and <laughs> if he comes in and he's, they're maybe. like, yeah, you're not the lead back. Maybe I don't. Well, know. Derrick Henry came here; he'd be the lead back. But. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's the, like he, you're not you're not bringing him here to be depth. Yeah, and I then you're so. also in your in, in Swift, you're just. Telling him like, yeah, sorry, we didn't have enough faith in you. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> I, I would like to see Boston Scott. Maybe like, I would like to see him a little more. Anything besides Kenny G. Right I know, now, literally, like, and I'm not even a big Boston Scott fan. Also, though, I don't like, think anyone is. I, but I completely disagree with the way they've been doing, like handling the running backs in general. Like running back by quarter is literally the dumbest no, that's fucking very thing dumb. ever. Very like dumb. you're you just setting guys, yourself up for fucking failure. You gotta let guys get into like a groove. Yeah, and literally. It's, it is amazing. Like that was a great point you made earlier. It is amazing that after watching what we've watched. And I'm not saying they're bad. They're obviously one of the best teams in football, if not the best team in football. Record-wise. Certainly, certainly in the <laughs> NFC. But like looking at them, it's like, uh, I, I don't know if they played deserving of their record. Like yeah, Watching them on a week-to-week basis, it doesn't feel It doesn't like feel like they're 7-1. and one. Like It, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like right. last season, put it that way. No. It's because there's more expectation this season. Yeah, yeah they no, feel, I agree. They and Jalen kind of has regressed in some ways. In it's, some it's, ways. We, it's kind of weird though because like you want to say and I even almost just said it a little while ago like we have to wait and see when they play the good teams because they've played bad against some lackluster but, teams. But like Vince, losing like, to the Jets. Oh, let me finish my point real quick. Like losing to the Jets and like getting these close games with the Commanders. But then you remember like wait a second they did play a good team, the best offense in the NFL, and they shut them down completely. So like it's kind of weird. I don't know. They're like the Bills right now. I mean they're they're like the Bills. Kind of, yeah. I mean, because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock anyone if they, if the Bills beat the best team in the league, and it wouldn't shock them if they got blown out by the worst team in the league. It's yeah, kind of like, yeah, you're they're right. kind of like in that same situation. I think the Eagles obviously have a better team, but I mean, I, well, actually, I don't know about that, but I think they have a better quarterback. I, I just get scared because you know to go back to the Jalen thing, like, like, do you, like, where are you with Jalen Hurts? Like, do you think uh, he's regressed, or do you, do, or do you no. think that he hasn't taken that leap that maybe we expected, like that no, next I, jump? I think personally, he's having a fine season. I think he's he's not. He set the expectation and the bar so high for himself last year. He did. He's not having as 
He's not having as good a year as he had last year, but he's having a very good year still. I'm just worried about the injury thing. Like, because obviously, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt. And that's why he should answer questions. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt seriously, like the season's over, it's done, like kind of like sayonara. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Tanner McKee's pretty good. (laughs) So, like, obviously, I'm worried, like, watching him hobble around and limp around. Like, that doesn't make me feel very good because we're only halfway through the season, not (laughs) even. So, like, I don't know. Listen, I can't sit here and be like, Obviously, I'm going to say I hope Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. I can't expect him to or to get hurt or to not get hurt. I just have to kind of be along for the ride. He's been very durable through his first, what, four seasons in yeah. the league. So, I mean, so, I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, there's no sake in worrying about that because if it happens, it fucking happens and that's it. Let's, look, a, ahead. Let's look ahead. Go ahead, Ty. In a sick, twisted way, like it took Jalen's injury for us to see him as a pocket passer. And he honestly yeah. had his best game against the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, that's that's a good point too. But looking forward to this week, I don't know, man. Dallas week, I do, like this one's in Dallas, right? No, it's here. It's no, in it's Philadelphia. Here. Here. Oh, okay, I think we win this one. Like, oh uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, da- dude, Dallas, like Dallas is. <laughs> I feel like Dallas is also in that same category as us. People wouldn't get surprised if they beat a good team. People wouldn't be surprised if they lost to a bad team. Like, I just think it's crazy I, that Micah Parsons like went on, like did a live stream where it was his own podcast, and he was like, "Come on, Dallas Nation," which that's not even a thing. But he was like, "Come on, Dallas Nation, uh, let's make this a home game in Philly." It's like, oh yeah, like, surely like that that's would gonna ever happen. happen. Surely you that's lost gonna happen. Your fucking mind. Did you see that? He he said that. Like, yes, uh, dude, that's fucking insanity. Well, did you guys hear? Uh, I uh, this is actually from last year, but it's come up again. Like what Jason Kelsey said about the Dallas Eagles, the Dallas Philly rivalry. He said. Two polar opposites. Philly is an extremely localized, diehard fan base that's authentic to all of them growing up together in this community. Most of the Cowboys fan base is built on commercialism and pop culture, Laker, Yankee type fans. He's not wrong. I, I feel mean, like that's 100% facts. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's wrong at all. But there's no, Dude, you have a better chance of seeing Christ walk off the cross than Dallas taking over the land. <laughs> Listen, he's going to get uh, Dallas is going to get a, a World Series championship tonight, so they they don't have to worry about the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to suck for the rest of the season, but the Rangers are going to win the World Series. So either so way, Dallas la- kind of wins. I'm trying to think. The last time we saw Dallas play a good team this season was it the 49ers? Uh you mean when they shit the bed I'm, horrendously? Yeah, I'm looking back on the. Okay, here we go. So. They they destroyed the Rams, who I think stink. They, they beat suck. the Chargers, who I don't believe in at all. They got destroyed by the so yeah. The last good team they played was the 49ers, and they got beat forty two to ten. Yeah. Other than that, the teams they've played include the Patriots, who were horrible, and they beat the Cardinals. Beat them. They beat the Jets, who beat us. So I guess I can't be like what a terrible like it's not a good win because the Jets beat us, and they beat the Cowboys. So like they have only played one good team, and it's the 49ers, and they got curb stomped. So, like, this is also – I'm sure that there's podcasts in Dallas right now. Like, all right, we got to see what we got against the Eagles. Like, this is a measuring stick game for both teams. No, I agree with that. Uh, but, like, is this going to be, like – it's going to be interesting to watch because, like, Dak has our number. I, you know, Dak has the Eagles number. And yeah, so, like, Dak Dallas. does have a – In has Dallas a great, mostly. I think overall, though. Overall, no, overall a, but in Dallas mostly. Yeah, but he he's, has he's, owned us. But, like, I would – that's why I would love to, like, blow them out. I, I think that they're going to win a fairly close game, maybe win by I'm going much. blowout. I also, I also, out. I mean, the funny part is last year we almost beat them at full strength when we had Gardner Minshew as quarterback. Yeah, no. no yeah, yeah, that was, that was wild. That was, uh, that was Christmas Eve or Christmas, right? Yeah. It was one of the holidays. So, that was a great game. 
So like I <laughs> No, no, listen man, like whatever. And their defense is like good, but it's they're missing stars. Like they're missing Trayvon Diggs, who oh. obviously is their best cornerback. Like all they have yeah. left is Stephon Gilmore, and then the who's the other guy on the other side uh, that they just they I just signed his to the name, practice squad. I know exactly. I know who you're he had the pick about. six this past week, but like yeah. uh, something bland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bland, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, but like I, I, their defense is beat up. Like I don't, I don't see them really uh, being able to stop our team at all. Like yeah, I, I, I just think that we. I think I just think roster for roster, we might have this slight. Unless edge. CD also, Lamb scores it's, seven it's, touchdowns in the first quarter again. It, listen, it's a home game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles and the Cowboys split and they take they, each home team takes a game. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think it's I think they're kind of closely matched, but like I don't know. I, I just lean the birds being at home. I, I don't think I'm going Eagles thirty four, Dallas seventeen final. Thirty four uh, seventeen birds. That's I what I'm I'll going. Go, I think I'll go Eagles 27, Dallas 20. 34-17. Lock it in. I, but uh, speaking of, like, this is kind of pivoting away from the, this game a little bit, but speaking of, like, teams' defenses, the 49ers just added Chase Young, and I... Uh, so name va- So, but hold on. Name value, everyone. I get the hype, and oh my god, how do they keep doing this? Chase Young can't stay healthy for more than four games at a time. Like... You rarely even get to see Chase Young on the field. But, but with also, or without Chase Young, that team's cooked. I'm pretty sure that team's cooked anyway. But they're in total they're in total desperation mode. Well, that's right because now. their quarterback is not is trash. Is not good. I, like Brock Purdy, he has been exposed. You, respect to you for being Mister Irrelevant and like actually being like a pretty decent quarterback. But like we're talking about a guy that when like Christian McCaffrey can't just catch dump offs, he has almost almost nothing else to offer you. No, I agree. That's the, true. The one thing with Chase Young, though, um, when he was with the Commanders, he literally was playing almost every snap. Like they weren't really cycling him out as much as you would think. Like that's, I, I think he's going to thrive in a role where he doesn't have to be the guy on defense. Like he's yeah. just going to be another piece on that D line. Because that D line is already fucking vicious. I want to make it very clear: Chase Young is elite. I'm not saying yeah. he's not. I just it's his health. No, no, that's Isn't what I'm saying. Of, I, I think he's going to stay healthier yeah. because no, of the I fact get, that he's not going to be playing as much. Yeah. And yeah, when you have Bosa's in a little bit of a funk right now. He hasn't really done shit since he signed, and I think that's going to change <laughs> at some point. Um, but because I mean, favorite, he's he's too good of a player to not to not break out of that. So I I think that D line is going to be fucking scary come playoffs. Speaking of Nick Bosa, two things. One, it's very funny that Nick Bosa is dating a girl from Mayfair, and two. Uh, I I saw on that's uh, very bizarre though. I Let's saw be on honest. Twitter. I saw on Twitter that uh, this is all going to tie in. Trust me. But uh, Kim Kardashian's brand Skims announced a line of men's underwear, and Nick Bosa was one of like the athlete models. It was like him and Shy Gilligas Alexander. And someone said that Nick Bosa was getting cooked in the Instagram comments. So I went on his page and I looked at his post promoting the the underwear and all of the comments were Niners fans being like, Nick, this is not the sack we wanted to see. Oh, <laughs> I, man. I was just, I was just dying laughing, but no, Nick Bosa, obviously very good. I'm sure he'll break out of his slump. Uh, I hope he does. Yeah, I mean, I hope he doesn't either. I hope this is just who he is. I the rest of his yeah, career. The rest of his career. That'd be fucking awesome because they would have just signed him to this big ass contract. For <laughs> that, for not reason. Maybe, maybe he, he needs. And the girl in Northeast Philly will still be yeah. rich. So who cares? <laughs> it's a win-win for Philadelphia. 
Uh, I just think it's very funny <laughs> the commanders decided to be like, hey, we have two elite pass rushers. Let's just get rid of both of them. I yeah. do think it's funnier that the price for Montez Sweat was more than Chase Young, though. Well, because I do – I was listening to part of my take today, and, you know, Big Cat on there is a Bears fan, and I agree with the point listening he made. Listening like, to people other are, podcasts. Pe- people are like, this is going to be a horrible signing. You're giving up all this for a guy who's a free agent next year. I think it kind of goes without saying that most likely – they have something worked out to extend him. Like, oh yeah, if, yeah. Like, there's no way you give up that price without having a guarantee that you're extending. No, I, that. I, yeah. so, but then again, the Bears are a poverty franchise, yep. so maybe they don't have. Ryan Poles has shown that he doesn't necessarily know exactly what he's doing. They so. need to bring Dickett back. Is the problem? <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah, that's what they're missing. That's what they're missing. They're missing Mike Dickett. Um, wait. We've been talking about this a lot in our group chat, especially today. But like kind of the, this will be the last kind of thing we talk about. I think we're like running low on time and this is more of an NFL. In oh, definitely point. running low on time right now. But like, th- so this is a more of an NFL in general point. I'm pretty sure that everyone agrees, but it felt like this year, it feels like this year, there's just not been as much good football in the NFL. Like, no, it is I mean, a it's, weird, it's been a trend the last couple of years. Dude, it's a weird season. Like the quarterback, the quarterbacks has, suck. The quarterback plays stinks, dude. Let me read you guys off a list real quick of some of the quarterback matchups we're getting this week. Daniel Jones versus Aiden O'Connell, Josh Dobbs versus Taylor Heineke, Clayton Toon versus PJ Walker, Sam Howell versus Mac Jones, Tyson Bagnet or Bagent, whatever versus Derek Bagnet played D two last year. And by the Will way. Will I'm Levis sure. versus, versus Kenny Pickett. Dude, that is a horrendous slate of quarterbacks. To like, be to be fair, I think Will Levis is is good. Uh, he might turn out to be good. I, I actually, do you know what? To I be think honest, he's got I'm a right? Hall of Fame receiver. I I'm, think that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm rooting for Will. <laughs> I'm rooting for Will Levis. I feel like he went through a lot of shit with like the whole draft situation. I'm not because I think that draft situation was fucking hysterical. <laughs> it, it was funny, but like also it's kind of cool to like then see the guy come in and like ball out and kind of be like "fuck you" to all the people. So that are you a big them. party guy then? Oh shit! Well, I, hey, hey, I I oh, just boy. said res- I just said respect <laughs> to him for being Mr. Irrelevant and also coming out and being a decent quarterback. So you are a big party is- guy. I'm like I think it's cool that he's like having like success, but I also think he's wildly overrated. He Fair. can't make he can't make the throws to win a team a game. He he's got to the rest of the team has to win the game for him. So Vince is a big birdie guy. I think Vince is a big <laughs> yeah, Mister Irrelevant guy. No, but someone uh, someone in our group chat made a good point that I feel like with quarterback play, we grew up in an era where we got to see in their primes, uh, you know, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Peyton Manning, Warren Moon, uh, Drew Brees. Like we got to see all these guys in there. Aaron Rodgers, like all these guys in their prime, some of the greatest QBs ever. And now it's like kind of dying down to the fact that we have, you know, Mahomes, we have Allen, obviously we have Hurts now. And like uh, other guys that are up in that kind of elitish tier, like, you know, the Herberts, Lamars. But like after that, like there's not a lot of great quarterback play right I now. I think I Moon was like phenomenal. I feel like we're just spoiled by what we had growing up. I don't know why Seamus keeps trying to shoehorn Warren Moon into this conversation. I'm a big fan of him. Okay, he played in like the 90s. I don't know what he has to do with this. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, yeah. I think think Aikman was the king of the 90s, to be honest. Troy Aikman, you know, shockingly, I think he's a pretty good copy. Hey, Vince, you you forgot about McNabb, man. Yeah, yeah, McNabb, too. I'll give McNabb the credit. You forgot about the guy that choked when it mattered most. Every time. No, but like, hey, look, this was a my, losing my, franchise my, before McNabb. He choked yeah, on his throw. No, I agree. I'm just choked saying. on his throw. No, you're my right. Overall, my overall point here Number is five, just that, like, we'll always love play, you. quarterback play is down, and like around the league, it's just been a weird season. Like, I, I have not 
Like, I don't really watch that much. I mean, I watch Red Zone and everything, but, like, I have not enjoyed Yeah, Chris Hansen does a great job on that. <laughs> I have not enjoyed watching much football outside of the Eagles. And, like, you know what else? Surprisingly, the Jets have put together a fun season. That's not going to last. They have, they have like, of, the closest games. That's not going like, to last, all, though. All of their games are close, and, like, you just kind of have to get over watching Zach Wilson. That, but, like, dude, besides that, all right, I will say this. That Jets-Giants game was the most atrocious football game I've ever witnessed in my time. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, you didn't enjoy watching Tommy DeVito? No, I didn't. It, it, but I do think it's funny that Tommy DeVito is a New Jersey native, because, of course, he well, is. He's Danny's well, estranged also, son. Of course, he is. I feel like people have ignored that Tommy DeVito is the name of Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas also. I think people are well aware, but they don't want to, like, you know, associate a god like Pesci with yeah. uh, Tommy DeVito. A guy that should uh, be that, making hoagies. Yeah, when, yeah. He, when, he che- when he came in the game and I got the Schefter notification for that, I said, I literally gasped. I said, what the fuck is this? Who? That dude, uh, can we finally say that Brian Dable is was never a good coach? No, or? Dude, Brian Dable, is his seat is heating up right now. I mean, dude, he's, he was horrendous last year, too. He was coaching the year a, last year, bro. I, I know he was, but he shouldn't there, have been. There's a couple of seats heating up in the NFCs. I think Ron Rivera is probably getting fired sooner than later. And Dable, man. I think Josh might, McDaniels might be cooked. He, he did get fired. <laughs> did he? He's down in the NFCs. Oh, finally. Dave Ziegler might I, be cooked, too. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. If, What's if that, the, Barry? Real quick, real quick. If the Cowboys lose in kind of like the fashion they've been losing every year, like either they don't make the playoffs or they make it and they lose in the first round, They've got to consider firing McCarthy. No, right? McCarthy and Jones are too yeah, close. Yeah, they, they have sleepovers. Yeah, so, so Jones is going to have to perish in disgrace. They've got matching pajamas at Jerry's yeah. mansion. So I, dude, they're not gonna, I, yeah. I think McCarthy's going to live out his contract. I mean, fair enough. I think that personally, I, you guys might be right. With the I think the problem is the quarterback, to be honest with you. Dude, Mike McCarthy is a bad coach. No, he is. But I think the problem is the quarterback more so than McCarthy. All right, well, anyway... That's that's all I got for you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Rangers are going to win the World Series tonight, and yeah, um, it's gonna, yeah, hopefully. It's By the way, one boring. thing about this World Series, and this is going to give the baseball's dying folks uh, relevant fuel for their fire, because the World Series ratings have dipped every single year since Rob Manfred has been commissioner. So I just want to throw that out there. This is one of the lowest rated World Series ever. And uh, you're not missing much because I've been watching every game, of course, and I, it's not I, that good. I, my my quick thoughts on I, I hate when people do the ratings thing because like at the end it's of the, the day, the only thing that matters, though, <laughs> but like but, but like at the end of the day, what do, like everyone always complains about sports being rigged. Do you want the leagues to actually genuinely rig it so that only the teams that will get good ratings make the championship? I, I'm not sure how that correlates with. The World no, Series because, ratings being trash. Because who, at the end of the day, who cares? Like, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect you. I could give less of a fuck about the ratings. It affects the sport. It does. It, but, that, that, that's the money they're bringing in. Yeah, but like, so what is the what is the way to fix it? Uh, market the, better? Yeah. Well, market better, I agree with. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of these people that complain about ratings, it's like, well, what do you want the league to do? Rig it so that the fucking... No, Dodgers no, and I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, okay, I understand your point now. Like, like if it was, teams, if teams it was the Yankees, it, Mets every year in the World Series, yeah, there would be higher ratings. higher ratings, of course. But like at the end of the day, what are we gonna do, man? The Diamondbacks and the Rangers were the two best teams that made it here. You can't well, do anything uh, about that. I don't know about that. I mean, they were <laughs> certainly the two better best than teams. the Phillies. Um, they were the, they, this year, they were the undeniably the two best teams. 
that made the championship. So I don't see like what do people want? Like, no, oh, I, I, I know what you're saying. And one the, the, last thing, one last Jesus thing, Christ. one last thing. There was a, there was a, Yank- you guys need to learn to shut the fuck up. There was a Vince more specifically tonight. Uh, that guy's on a heater, but, uh, <laughs> The, uh, the Yankees, You've been bringing up one last thing for the past fucking six the, minutes. The Yankees <laughs> World Series uh, in 2001, it was a disgrace that the Diamondbacks had the nerve to not let them win after what happened in September of that year. That's all I'm saying. Yankees should have won the World Series in 2001 for comfort. All right, cool. After that was by far, nobody that was by gives far, a fuck. Vince, shut up. That was by far the worst thing to happen <laughs> Vince, in New York. Vince, shut up. <laughs> Luis, Shamus, Gonzalez, shut up. <laughs> Luis Gonzalez was the worst thing to ever hit New York City in 01. Fine, I said it. All right. It Thank you very much for listening in to From the Nosebleeds tonight, everyone. We hope you have a great week. Go birds. Let's go jump with a pool. And oh, thank God birds. the Sixers are fun again. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun.